This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to DSC's Campfires with Larry Wysoon, a unique blend of hunting, fishing, wildlife conservation, and the outdoor lifestyle. DSC's Campfires is brought to you by DSC conservation, education, and hunter advocacy. Hornady, accurate, deadly, dependable. Trigicon, brilliant aiming solutions. Taurus, award-winning pistols and revolvers. Mossberg, American built, American strong. Habit, our gear, your adventure. Welcome to DSC's Campfires. Our campfire today is with Mr. Monty. De Tell me your last name. <laughs> this is Mom. This Mom. is Mom, by the way, with Hornady, <laughs> the marketing operations manager. Monty DeBoer. I mess with you, Monty. I'll tell you what. We're here in some of the most beautiful country that you know I can imagine, and we're here hunting black bear. Now, we'll talk a little bit about the horny things here in a little bit. But you've been using a Hornady bullet here, obviously, and you've taken two bear. Tell us about those. So uh, it's just been a great camp. We come in, and literally the first day we're in camp, we're out that night hunting. Uh, bears are coming into the stands, right and left. You hear all of the people, you know, talking later that evening. Everybody was having a great time. Uh, my bear came in. I was probably in stand hour and a half. Uh, nice, cleared the tops of the barrels. Uh, I'm running a 160 grain CX bullet because I figured that might be the best application for what I wanted to do. Uh, a lot of the other guys are running Precision Hunter and they've had great ex they've had great results as well. Uh, so either one did the job perfectly. Uh, mine, he came in, one shot is all it really would have took. I like to double tap. <laughs> you and I share a lot of things. That happens to be one of them, I'll tell you. <laughs> so, I mean, we, uh, he probably ran 30 yards and it was game over got him into the camp was pleasantly surprised even bigger than i thought he was uh for the first bear it was a hunt of a lifetime and then the fact that a person got to go out and do it again the night after that 
that, that's one of the beauties here of, of, of hunting in Alberta, in particular with this particular outfitter, with uh, WNL Outfitters, is that uh, you can take two bears. And I mean, that's that's the state regulation. A province regulation, but a lot of places will tell you maybe there's a two bear limit, but you're going to take one. That's one of the beauties about being here like we are. Yeah, I mean, we're three days in on a seven day hunt and I'm tagged out already. So now I really get to enjoy camp. So I'm I'm enjoying every minute of it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, what about the second bear? Because the first bear was a good bear. Interesting, every bear that we've taken so far has been over seven feet. And that's one heck of a bear. But that second bear that you took it was a little bit more than seven feet yeah i the first one set the bar really high for me so you know i'm just being patient and i'm waiting for a bigger one to come in i'm like you know i'm probably not going to see one so i'm just you know <laughs> doing what everybody does in their stand at that time i'm entertaining myself <laughs> and all of a sudden i was probably in the stand hour and a half and this big bear he just comes trundling in the shoulders just rolling and i had enough time to literally watch him go to the bait I'm grabbing my rifle. I'm not even thinking twice. I'm like, he's that's the one. <laughs> so he walks past the barrel. I shoot him, go right behind the shoulder, goes out broadside. He walks about 10 feet and he stands up and he's trying to bite at oh it. Oh my goodness. And so instantly I'm like, oh, he's still up. He's not down. So I crack a second one and game over. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I, I love the fact that you like to shoot. I'm the same way. I, I want to kill that animal with the first shot. Obviously we all do. And a lot of times your bear was there. Yeah. I would honestly say both of mine would have been dead on the first shot, yes. but I just, the quicker I can make that happen, the better <laughs> I feel. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm the same way. I, did, I like to shoot quick. I like to shoot often kind of thing. And uh, interesting thing, tell me about the, the bullet that you use. Now you use the I use the 160 grain CX. Yes. Uh, it's a nice expanding solid. Um, I had pass through both sides. Uh, if I had been wanting a blood trail, would have left a perfect job for that. Uh, it did everything that it is designed to do. I, I would have to say for myself personally, and most hunting applications, that CX is probably my favorite bullet personally. I've shot it in the past. I've shot it in some hunts coming up in the past. I will also tell you that I've had the opportunity to shoot all kinds of things over the years with all kinds of different bullets. And to me, I love your ELDX. That, that bullet, to me, has been one of the most accurate and the most deadly. And I've shot everything from things in Africa to you know, a fair amount of stuff here in North America with it. And it has put those animals down very quickly kind of thing. And I, it did with my bear. Uh, I'll talk about my bear some other time a little bit, but my bear came in and I shot him. And as he was going down, I shot him a second time. And one of the things that I was a little bit concerned about, I wanted to see what that bullet would do at about 10 yards, because that's about how close we were shooting with yeah. that bear. And I was able to recover the bullet and it was absolutely a beautiful, classic mushroom bullet, you know, and I'm going that close, that amount of speed, because right at 3,000 feet per second, yeah. as I recall. I mean, the ability that's to the have 175 a, ELDX. Yeah, and the ability to have a bullet that works at both close and far oh, range. Man. I mean, that's that is definitely probably one of our best in the lineup. Yes. But I, I mean, that's the nice thing about working at Hornady. We have a toolbox full of stuff. That, I mean, it's like a kid in a candy store. You can't go wrong no matter what you pick. But. No, no I've, I've been fortunate enough to, to have been around with the Hornady guys for a long, long time. There was a short period of time where I, I did, very honestly, the show was called Winchester's World White Tail, Larry Weissoon. But uh, I can tell people now, since that's... Uh, 
statute of limitations is over with, I can tell you, a lot of those deer that I shot were shot with a Hornady bullet instead of a Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be surprised how often that happens. <laughs> but no, we it, it's been a great week. I mean, I... I'm excited and I'm sad that the hunting part is kind of starting to slow down, but watching everybody else bring in, it, it, that's almost as fun as getting my own. I mean, it is. <laughs> we've, we've got such a great camp here with the people and I've, I've already interviewed uh, Will Brantley and, and, uh, and David Draper and uh, uh, Jerry and, and, um, and Miss Mucklock <laughs> and Kay Mitchell. <laughs> I'm sorry, dear. Yeah, Miss Kay as well too. And we'll do some, some with them a little bit later too. But let's go back a little bit farther. Where did you grow up? So I grew up in Western Nebraska in a little tiny town called Hyannis. That's pretty much a blip on the map. Uh, yes. And uh, so growing up in the Panhandle, it was it was a great place to grow up. I mean. When we were kids, you spent most of your time outside. Uh, I don't know how many miles we walked in the hills. I mean, we were always after something. We had bows. We were chasing rabbits or whatever else. Anything that moved when we were kids, yes. you know, it was probably in danger. And probably some things <laughs> that didn't move. Yeah, probably a lot of things that we shouldn't have done. <laughs> but, you know, that's the joy of being a kid in a small town. You can get by with a lot. Uh, pretty much the whole town raises you. But, yes. So, yeah. So then... Uh, Grew up as a kid there and then went into Burwell in high school. So then just more towards the central part of Nebraska. So I've always been in Nebraska. I left for a while, but said I'd never come back. But I came <laughs> back. That's what they all do. <laughs> Where'd the connection with Hornady come? Where How'd you go to work for Hornady? So that was all complete luck. Really? I, I actually uh, had met my wife and she lived in... Grand Island, Nebraska, where Hornady is. Mm -hmm. And right. part of the deal, if I wanted the relationship to go further, I had to move to Grand Island. Oh, okay. So at the time, I was working as a customer service and sales rep for a John Deere dealership. And appropriately, I can see that. At the yes, time, sir. I tried to get into Hornady and they weren't hiring. I mean, it was oh, okay. hard to get in back then. You had to know somebody or you had to be related or you had to know the secret <laughs> handshake. And I didn't have that yet. And so the first two years I lived in Grand Island, I worked at Case New Holland as a welder. And uh, I was building the lower mainframes on combines. Right. And then they did some layoffs. And at that time, that was when the ammunition boom was starting in 2010. So then I luckily applied at Hornady. They took me on and I got a job as a bullet press operator. So I ran a bullet press for two years. And then an opportunity came up to get in the marketing department. And that was in March of 2012. And I've just steadily worked my way into where hopefully they think they need to keep me for a while so <laughs> i got a feeling it's gonna happen. you know to me the beauty of some of that is is you now know from the ground up when yeah. you start talking to somebody about bullets you know how they're really made you've had something to do with it from the beginning to the end of the kind of thing so to me that's always really important that if you're dealing with somebody like like monty here and, and mom as I'm going to start calling him. Yeah, the marketing here. operations manager. I, I joke that I'm the mom because I pick up everybody else's stuff. <laughs> you know, now I, I know that I can call Monty, which I, Monty and I've had some discussions in the past and ask him about a bullet, and he's always been very precise and everything. Now I have a better understanding as to why you need some of the answers. You know, going, where's he pulling those out of the sky from? But, you know, you pulled them out of experience kind of thing. 
you know, it's funny when you get to both sides of the fence because, you know, some of the ammo and bullets that are the most accurate might be the hardest to make. So yeah. as a consumer, you love them. As a press operator, you, you don't. <laughs> You're like, oh, I got to run that one. <laughs> but, you know, those guys take a lot of pride in their work. They put out some really good product and they work hard. I mean, we got they do. We got a good, good crew from the bottom up. Yeah. So. Yeah, Horny Day. I, I, I've been shooting Horny for a long, long, long time kind of thing. And, and a great variety of things, everything from, you know, from the deer hunting or even the antelope hunting, using the smaller caliber type things and rounds and all the way up to uh, having shot elephants and buffalo and lion and all those other things. And they've all been shot with a, with a Hornady bullet. And that's one of the reasons I use them is those things, they'll, accurate, deadly, dependable kind of thing truly is, is true. It's not, that's, those aren't just three words that they came up with. There's a reason they came up with those words and they stand behind it because it actually happens, doesn't yeah. it? Because, I mean, there's so many things that could go wrong. That's the one thing you don't have to worry about. That, that's <laughs> no. a game changer. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is a game changer, particularly some of the dangerous game type thing. And, and of course, you've got a great guy in, in Steve Hornady who has been there and done that, not only from the manufacturing side, but from the hunting side of things. Jason's kind of the same way. You know, when I first met Jason years ago, I'd met uh, Steve early on, and then I'm met Jason when he was working for Duncan Lewis, mm -hmm. the rep group. And they, of course, they were the horny rep, but they were also the Thompson Center rep way back when. So I got to spend a fair amount of time with, with Jason in, uh, you know, working sales and, and just vision kind of thing and, and uh, got to appreciate the horny family even that much more. And then very recently, I had the opportunity to meet Steve's sister, Miss Margaret, at a function that I was emceeing and, and speaker of up in Connecticut. And uh, Oh, yeah. Had a chance to visit with her, she and her family. So and I, I was commenting to Neil Davies about that. And he said, you probably don't know this. is been Margaret's the one that got me hired on kind of thing. So <laughs> yep. it is. it is. It's a huge family. and, and They're and good people. They're good people. And the extended family is the same kind of way. You know, you, you, after you're around Hornady you guys for a while and, and start shooting the products, you kind of feel like you are part of the family. And that, to me, is one of those things that makes it even more special when you get right down to it. It's true. Once they bring you in, they pretty much keep you around. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. I've been very fortunate in that respect. I've had, you know, liaisons, if you will, or whatever with Horny now for, good gosh, I don't know, probably 30 plus years when I start thinking about it kind of thing. But uh, let's get back on the hunting side a little bit. You talked about it as, as a young guy, spent a lot of time hunting. Did you mostly bow hunt, shotgun hunt, rifle hunt? When I was a kid, it started out with a bow because that's what we could get by with going outside with. And then that yes. grew into a 22 and then a shotgun uh, and then left for the military. And then hunting kind of took a back seat. Then I had kids and it stayed in the back seat. <laughs> and then finally things kind of loosened up. And then I can honestly say... Probably I had about an eight-year gap there where I didn't really do hardly any hunting yeah. at all. And then finally got back into it. Progressively, I got more and more. My youngest is 11 now. He's getting into hunting. Oh, so now perfect, 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 I'm kind perfect. of stepping back more into the guide role as opposed to the yes. hunting role. And, you know, I thought that that would bother me, but I actually enjoy more uh -huh. watching him hunt than doing it uh -huh. myself, which I never thought I'd see that point. But. <laughs> Not because I really enjoy it. So, <laughs> no, 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 but I, I fully understand. I've got two daughters, and there's a time frame in there. My, my daughter shot their first deer when they were eight years old using a 270 with 130 grain 
Hornady Bullock and sitting on my lap. And they hunted with me until they got, you know, past high school and got into college and then they and all those kind of things. And they, they still come and hunt with me a little bit, but not like we used to. And then finally the grandkids came and I've got four grandsons and one granddaughter and all four of those grandsons were sitting on my lap and shot their first deer actually with a 375 JDJ and using a horned bullet, you know, kind of thing. So the horny's been very strong there. And then my daughter came up, my, my granddaughter took her out. She shot her first deer and when she was uh, eight years old too. But I was at Tim Fallon's place and he said, you're not going to let that little girl shoot that 375. He said, you, you've got to, she is going to use my 223. Of course, it was loaded as well too with Hornady. But, and then that kind of took where I did a lot of things with my grandkids. Well, now they're out of school and they're getting married and, and actually got a, a great great grandson that's two years old, Graham, uh, Graham, and he's expecting, or their parents are expecting a little granddaughter, great-granddaughter. He's <laughs> oh, like, keep them coming. Keep them coming <laughs> while I'm here kind of thing. And, and that brings to mind, when my two grandsons, I've got twin grandsons, and, and part of those four. And when they were born, I was on an elk hunt. I was using the uh, horny bullets in a in a uh, Encore 308 handgun. And the day that they were born, I shot a really nice elk with the Hornady and the combination of, of the, the TC Encore. And those were one of the first things shot. And so uh, hopefully, Maybe if it works out just properly, I'll be able to take a really nice bear today, today or tomorrow, and that great-granddaughter will be born the same day kind of thing. So That would be cool. That, that would be cool. Yeah, that was even me. I had a niece born this morning. Oh, did you? Well, congratulations, <laughs> by golly. Well, we, we need to continue those generations, particularly produced by families who have an understanding of guns and hunting and all those other kind of good things. Monty, of the hunting that you did when you were, you were younger, and I want to come back kind of through stage, what was, what was your favorite animal to hunt? For us, I would say more than anything, it was probably rabbits. Yeah. I mean, just because that was what we had available. I mean, when we were kids, if you grew up in Hyannis, it's deer country. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, getting on land around there is yeah. getting tougher and tougher. It was tough when I was a kid. It's even tougher now. And... So, I mean, really, the just the best opportunities you had was a lot of varmint hunting. And, you know, kids are opportunists. I mean, it was oh, kinda, yes. whatever was a target of opportunity when it, we were as younger. As is appropriate <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But, hmm. yeah, we used to, there was a place out there, they called it Fry Ditch. And it was a little canal they had. Right. We'd go out there and walk that canal. And it'd be everything from taking our bows to shoot rabbits or pretty much anything that moved to shooting carp. And I mean, yes. we go wading down that river, you know, with machetes or hatchets or whatever, and just killing carp all day. I mean, so we, we always found ways to entertain ourselves because it's a small town. I mean, the nearest movie theater is an hour away. Oh. So you you found ways to entertain yourselves. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I used to, I, I grew up out in the country and my granddad had a chunk of country with, with Cummins Creek on it. And they had about oh, three quarters of a mile on it, I guess, or so. There was a lot of... of uh, freshwater gar, or gar, alligator gar particularly, and those gar come up in gulp air. So the water was very clear. So you'd watch and you'd, it was almost like wing shooting because you were using 22s, you know, and you'd plan that shot just about the time that that gar topped out. Now, whether or not that was legal or not back then, I'm not even sure about <laughs> right. at this stage of the game. Back then it probably was. Yeah, it's legal. Never mind. Never mind. I know it's legal. Well, it's past seven years. We're all good oh, now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, you, you did those kind of things and... 
to me, it made us all better people to begin with. And you had an appreciation for firearms. You had an appreciation for death, yeah. which, you know, you understood, you, it. You, you understood that, you know, if you kill something, it was an eternal thing. It wasn't like a TV show. Well, next week, that same guy's going to be coming to back again. It's the same person or a different kind of person kind of thing. So yeah. I think all that was, makes so much difference. We were very fortunate to grow up with those opportunities, getting to be outside kids these days, you know, growing up in town. I mean, even with my own son. It's I try to get him out in the country as much as I right. can, just because being a town kid, he's missing all these opportunities that you that know, we had that we had. I yeah. mean, stuff that was normal for us. I remember my parents saying it's like, you know, we had a stick to play with. It's like, you know, <laughs> I kind of wish that I would have known what that was like. Because I wish my kids would know what that was like. Yeah. <laughs> Anything yeah. better than these dang video games all the time. <laughs> yeah, to, to me, I'm sitting around this morning, I was listening to people talk, and, and the, we were talking about getting young people into the outdoors more and more. And, and I was visiting with a friend of mine, uh, with uh, Blake Barnett. By the way, Blake said, tell you hello and, and tell you congratulations. We were on Facebook. And, and uh, Blake's been involved very much with the uh, San Antonio chapter, the uh, South Texas chapter of DSC. And he said he just finished, finished visiting with the director of the San Antonio Zoo, and they're trying to they're developing a program to get kids to come to the zoo, and they're even looking at doing some hunting mentioning, mentioning which is really good. Hmm. Uh, but he said they had like a, a list of eight thousand people of kids that were wanting to go through that program. Uh, back in 1985, I uh, started an organization called Texas Wildlife Association, and we've got multi different facets to that organization, including the Youth Hunter Program. And, and as of to date, I think we've taken somewhere in the neighborhood of 80,000 kids on their first hunts through that That's organization. Impressive. And uh, we've now started an adult program where we're doing the same thing, taking like maybe anywhere to start with, I think we had like 50 people. I think now we're up to about 300 people each year that are, as adults were taking on their first hunts as well too. So, you know, all that's part of it. And Hornady, whether you realize it or not, has been very instrumental in some of that <laughs> with providing ammunition for those kids. And we truly appreciate that. Every time that I've called Neil or visited with Jason or, or Steve, and we talked about that a little bit, you know, and he said, well, call Neil, you know, and yeah. I'd call Neil. Well, they got a soft spot where the kids are. That's our future customer core base. Amen. I mean. <laughs> and, and they couldn't start them off with a better ammo as far as I'm concerned. So, okay, we, we're past the rabbit stage. What, what came next as far as big game? Is uh, so then after that, I would say i probably got bit by the whitetail bug uh-huh. and i still get a kick out of that to this day uh growing up in western nebraska we didn't have anything for turkeys right uh, when i moved to burwell they had more turkeys than they knew what to do with really and they still have a lot of turkeys in the area where where i grew up and i'll be honest the turkey hunting never got as well to me as it did to some i mean i respect it i think it's cool yes i wouldn't say that i'm one of those i'm not a diehard turkey guy that's me I mean, I, I appreciate it. I know they're a lot tougher than they look. And I've done it, and I can't say I didn't enjoy it. But for me, at the end of the day, something that has antlers or horns, that's... Teeth or claws. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, Bangs or fur. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that's what gets the motor running for me. That, so. That's the way it is with me kind of thing. Okay, now we finally got to you. We're, we're at... Two bear, first bear, second bear. What other animals do you see yourself hunting in the very near future? Um, where, uh, where, where do you want to go? You know, honestly, I'd like to go to Australia one of these days. Horny be listening. This is where you want to send him <laughs> next. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <hint. laughs> yeah, no. Australia would be awesome. There's so many different animals there. Uh, 
you know, like even some of their water buffalo, anything yeah. like that. And for me, some of it, like even just coming here, you know, I'm in Canada. It's a, anything that puts a stamp on my passport is an opportunity that I'll never regret. So for me, that's really exciting. I've been to Africa a couple of times. I'm going again in July. Cool. Um, that's always fun. I mean, that's like, that's probably the most fun I'd have to say yeah. you know, for just targets of opportunity and you know, it's like it, that in the going country, to a buffet the country and hunting. And all, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is. It, it's it's like it's just that, but it there's also it's a totally different culture and totally different terrain. A lot of times, although some of the parts of Africa that I've been to look very much like Western Texas. Yeah, so I mean, for you, it looks pretty familiar. Yeah, <laughs> I, I fell in love years ago with Namibia, and I've been there many, many times. And and I, as a wildlife biologist, I. I studied a lot of the plants, particularly the game animals ate, and you know, what produced non-game species as well. And I'd get there and I'd look and I said, oh man, that's so-and-so. And I'd get up there and close, and no, it wasn't that exact plant, but it was the same genus, so just a little bit different species. So to me, that was fun. And then getting to, to really spend time with the trackers sometimes and the yeah, skinners. It's amazing and, how they do. And it's, it's a totally different culture in so many different ways, but very similar in a lot of different ways as well, too. I've been to Australia and, uh, I've shot the, the the water buffalo there using 375 with 300 grain DGX uh, horny bullet with absolutely great success kind of thing. So, which I've also used in Africa a bunch, but uh, Australia, you, you need to do that. Yeah, it's on the bucket list. I mean, bear were top on the list uh-huh. for quite a while. I mean, I don't know how many times I've given my boss Neil crap that you know I'm size bear. Yeah. So eventually that worked out. I mean, opportunities. I mean, like I said, forever thankful for those moments. But yeah, it's just it's been fun from the beginning and it's still fun. <laughs> yes. I, I'll be very open with you. I love a lot of the old rounds, but Horny D has been very instrumental in pro- producing some of the most fantastic rounds that are about to knock that old round feeling I have here kind of flat with the particularly some oh, of the yeah. uh, like our interlocks man those were the best there was oh, forever yeah. and ever and they're still great I mean I absolutely would, <laughs> I still use them <laughs> I, I do too in different you know different caliber but and different rounds but you know now y'all have really been very much involved in the, there's so much new technology that y'all have been able to take advantage of and, and maybe even probably created in some instances but particularly with some of the PRC rounds and now the interest in long-range shooting uh, frankly I'm not a long-range hunter I learned how to shoot at a thousand yards so that I can crawl within 10 yards and feel reasonably comfortable at making that shot. You know, those kind of things. I, I love shooting at long range, but to me, I, I want that personal feeling with the animal. Yeah, so, I'm the same way. I have a bow hunter's mentality, but I like to use a rifle. I, <laughs> I love things that go bang. And if a bow went bang, and if it went bang, and then you could smell that aroma of that gunpowder having been burnt i could be a bow hunter but until that comes along (laughs) i'm gonna stay with the guns kind of thing but yeah truly y'all have been so very uh innovative in so many different ways with the research that you've done and the bullets that you're producing now that are just unbelievable as far as you know there's nothing else out there as far as i'm concerned that even comes close to yeah just for the way everything has evolved in the last 10 years i'm curious to see what it'll be like 10 years from now what we're using i mean exactly who knows if i mean the, it was never a broken situation, but it just continually improves. Yeah, and, and, and that's a really good description. It was, there was nothing ever broke. 
it was just you took the best knowledge and, and added to it and added to it and added to it and then developed process where you could produce those kind of bullets to where they're the same every time. That's one of the things that always amazes me is I've weighed lots of different bullets years ago and, and now and the horny bullets are almost exactly like and usually when they're not exactly alike it's because i got a smudge on a dead couple <laughs> picked up some dirt or something so it's you know like but, but to me that's always amazed me is that when you get a box of horny bullets they all shoot the same yeah i mean that consistency is key too i mean oh man it's nice knowing that you can pick up that box and use it Come back to it, pick up that same box, and know that nothing has changed. <laughs> no, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Well, Monty, in your new job, what all are you involved in? So, it's kind of a at Hornady. We run a pretty lean crew, so you're yes. kind of a person of many hats. Uh, right now, I pretty much would say I do the logistics of the backside. Gotcha. Uh, trade shows would probably be the bread and butter of my job. Um, I'm also tied in with. Uh, we got. A, the different guys on our team. I mean, we all kind of work together in the marketing department. Right. So I would say trade shows are the number one. And I got my hands uh, in a bunch of different stuff, apparel, accessories. Um, I got a new guy that I'm working with, Matt Ritchie. He does our donations and sponsorships. That's nice. Right. And then, I mean, we just got such a big crew that we all work together to where, honestly, we all have our hands in each other's pot and we all work <laughs> together. But uh, at one form or another, I think... All of us in one way or another are all connected on everything. So you might have something that's your lane, but for the most part, everybody's right there with you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and that really works well too, because everybody has an own their own little expertise and their own little kind of view of things. And sometimes getting that view from four or five different people to me is, is really important. Yeah, and that's what's nice. You know, you work in a small place like that, everybody's within probably twenty yards up or down the hall from <laughs> you. So I mean my people like I like to stay in cubicle land as I call it because yeah. I don't want to be in an office because then I feel like I'm in a fishbowl yeah so I stay out there amongst the cubes and I'll keep that fight as long as I can because I like being able to talk to the wall and be like hey yeah. what, what, what do we do for this <laughs> yeah I mean absolutely. it's handy and the fact that you're tied in together that. with all those people it helps keep those little relationships going to where I mean I'm also easily entertained so having people nearby keeps me from being bored at work I mean <laughs> It's one of the few places I can ever say that I get paid to go hang out with my friends all day. So I like it. <laughs> the, the boredom thing. I love sitting on these bear baits. And I've been messing with people because one afternoon I didn't see a bear, which is fine. And the next afternoon when I shot the bear, uh, it was really slow. And you're, we're going to these bear blinds like at two or three o'clock in the afternoon. It doesn't get dark officially until about, I'm stretching it a little bit, about 11. And a lot of times for those first three or four hours, there's not a whole lot going on. So I'm sitting there and I started counting the leaves on individual trees. <laughs> and I figured out, and then I counted this one, and then I, counted, I ended up counting 10 of them. And the average leaves on, on one of these aspirin or poplar trees here is 782. <laughs> And then I started figuring out how many trees I could see to figure how many leaves there were. And all that kind of, so it's amazing how you can entertain yourself sometimes when you're sitting there. And I actually did look at the ground, too, to make sure there wasn't a bear coming in. Yeah. But, <laughs> That's my deal. Every time a bear would come in, it would be the time when I wasn't doing what I should be doing. I'd 
<laughs> but sometimes that's what you got to do. Sometimes, you know, there yesterday afternoon, I purposely, when it got, when the skaters were bad, I just kind of closed my eyes and held my hand down in front of my face like that. And with the intent of hoping that when I did this, there'd be a bear standing there. Yeah, I'm pretty much resting my chin on my thermocell at that point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm scratching. The skaters are getting a little bit bad right here. We don't have a thermocell. So I think we're going to try to wrap this campfire up and, and uh, get together with Monty a little bit later on by the way i have to tell you i appreciate y'all's support like you can't believe but also truly truly appreciate all the support that y'all give dsc that to me is such a fantastic organization and we've been involved there for a long time and, and you guys are a very integral part there with dsc oh, yeah, as you are with other conservation us, so. organizations as well too and to me that speaks so very highly of, of the hornady family and i include you in that family as a, as a group kind of thing so thank you guys very much for your support with DSC, personal support, and all the other great things that y'all do. Well, thank you. And I mean, and we appreciate how good of an ambassador you are for us. I mean, you're one of the best there is. We well, you're, appreciate You're it. very kind. It's easy to do those kind of things when you're dealing with great people and a great product. I'll tell you that much, too. So, Monty, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do so? Email. Email. <laughs> he may be in a bear camp somewhere. That way he can say, folks, I'm sorry I couldn't respond right away because... There's no cell service and no internet service. So yep. the, and if, and the best you, way is. And if you call my work phone, it tells you to email me. <laughs> <laughs> See Which there? is mdebor at hornady.com. <laughs> okay, spell mdebor. So it's M, then D is in Delta, E is in Echo, B is in Bravo, O-E-R. That's way too many consonants and vowels that sound the same. Hornady.com. <laughs> exactly. Well, Monty, thank you so much. I think we're going to get somewhere where they're not even mosquitoes. Thank you for joining us here around the campfire this week. Ladies Thanks and gentlemen, join us right back here next week. And uh, I got a feeling we'll be talking about something having to do with hunting, guns, conservation, all those kind of things that we all dearly love. Thank you for joining us. DSC's Campfires has also been brought to you by the Crown Bar in LaGrange and Roundtop, Texas, Texas Wildlife Association, Double Nickel Taxidermy, H3 White Till Solutions, and Burnham Brothers Game Calls.